Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. I'm Lee Gowland. I'm Brian Davis. And this is the 49er Fearful UK Show. Hi guys, and welcome to what is a very special episode of the 49er Fearful UK Show. This is the Super Bowl show where we will be discussing what is required from the team to lift Super Bowl number 6 at the end of the game. Today I'm joined by Naji Kara. Hello Naji. Hi Lee, how's it going? Hi everybody. How has Super Bowl week treated you so far? Well, I've been quite busy uh, with work, so I haven't really had time to think about it too much. But uh, it's building up, it's building up, I'm getting there slowly. I'm going to be very excited, obviously. But uh, as you all know, I'm going to be working, then watching the game, then getting on a very early flight. So not looking forward to that. Uh, so it's a bit of a mixed bag, really. I'm, I'm eager, but I, I know I'm going to be tired. So it's going to be a bit, it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit weird. But yeah. yeah uh, I'm getting there slowly, slowly, and building up. So I think I'm I'm the opposite of what you are. Although I have been working hard this week, don't get us wrong. Um, but I've just been filling my head full of stats, looking at the matchups between the two teams, uh, and trying to get my head round why the analysts are saying one thing and we thinking another thing. Um, but obviously, we'll get into that once we get down to the matchups and the head-to-head, and we can discuss what we think will happen. Um, based off good feeling rather than anything else. But we'll have a good talk about that and go through some of the stats. So before we move on to that, let, let's go through a little bit of the uh, the history here. So this is the Chiefs' second appearance in the Super Bowl. Now, I know a lot of you listening will be thinking, you're wrong about that. Well, technically, I am actually correct. The reason I'm correct is because the name Super Bowl was first officially applied in 1970. And rumour suggests it was the Chiefs owner Lamar Hunt who first coined the term, although it has also been suggested that some mainstream media outlets had actually used that term as early as 1967, which was the game that is more commonly referred to as Super Bowl One. The Chiefs are one and one in the Super Bowl losing the 1967 AFL-NFL championship game to the Green Bay Packers before going on to defeat the Minnesota Vikings in Super Bowl V. A few bits of more Super Bowl trivia for you. The Roman numerals was first applied for Super Bowl V and was done to avoid confusion with the regular season being in a different year to the Super Bowl. That's why we have the Roman numerals. The only Super Bowl not to have Roman numerals, as we all know, was the one at Levi Stadium, and that was Super Bowl 50. And it was because the NFL decided Super Bowl L couldn't be marketed in a positive light. There's only been one other Super Bowl played on the 2nd of February, and that was in the 14th season between Seattle and Denver. All seven Super Bowl appearances for the Niners have all happened on different days. We've never been to a Super Bowl where we've had exactly the same date. The head-to-head, there's not actually that many games being played between the two teams, believe it or not. There's only 13 games being played. The 49ers lead the series 7-6, with the Chiefs winning the last encounter, um, with Mahomes under centre, and that was the game where Jimmy tore his ACL, and it ended up that we ended up 
uh, being able to select Nick Bosa second overall. When you look at the stats from NFL.com, and to be honest, I mean, these stats, <laughs> they don't really give you any idea of how good the teams are, but it's, it's heavily weighted in favour of the 49ers. Um, there's very little on there that suggests that the Chiefs can beat us other than their passing attack is ranked fifth by NFL. Ours is 13th, and, and we just outstrip them in everything else. And if you take into consideration the last four teams the 49ers have beaten, the Packers, Vikings, Seahawks, and Rams, looking at the stats, all of those teams were better than the Chiefs. So it makes for interesting reading, but you can take these stats with a pinch of salt. The ones I prefer to look at, prefer to take a bit more advice from, is the PFF stats. And I'll go through a few of those a little bit later. So some of the interesting trends that I've actually seen through PFF and the advanced analysis, Patrick Mahomes has his greatest success directly over the middle of the field. And then his second favourite area to target is actually the right-hand side where Sherman will be patrolling. So this is going to make for a really interesting Super Bowl if he continues to do that. If he's not going over the middle, if he suddenly goes over to the right-hand side where Sherman is. He tends to have only average success on the left when thrown for less than 20 yards. It's not great. It's one of his weaknesses or a weakness of the team in a whole. Uh, the majority of Hill's catches come from slants and crossing routes, which takes him directly in the territory of Tart and Sherman. Watkins is very similar to Hill, although his successes come from shallow to mid-crossing routes and slants. Neither one has exhibited consistent success at our supposed weakness, which is the left-hand side, which would be where Mosley plays. And that's the area where Mahomes struggles to, to actually have any success. The Chiefs' running backs tend to favour the middle of the line when rushing, with a smaller number of runs aimed outside the tackles. So that, that's interesting in that straight away we get a good idea that if they're going to run the ball, they're going to try and go straight through the middle of the line. So that shouldn't be too bad to stop with the four defensive linemen that we have. San Francisco has three cornerbacks in the top 13 for coverage in the league. Richard Sherman, K1 Williams and DJ Reed. Although DJ Reed's um, game time number of stats isn't very large, but he still ranks quite high. Kansas City actually only has one in the top 50. Tyrion Matthew has a 66 completion rate against them. 66% completion rate against them. And he's been touted as the Chiefs' secret weapon in the passing game. In our passing game. Whereas Jimmy Ward ranks a lot higher than Matthew according to PFF ranking and also only allows a 60% completion rate. So there's a lot being said about how this Chiefs team are going to beat us and there's a lot of analysts turn around and made the point that uh, yeah it's definitely going to be the Chiefs. I think on NFL there was eight analysts picked the Chiefs uh, four analysts picked the 49ers. The four that picked the 49ers didn't have the 49ers winning by, winning by more than four points. They all said it was going to be close. Where Half the people that picked the Chiefs said it was going to be anywhere between a seven and a 14-point victory. So they obviously have the Chiefs coming out as big winners here. And to be honest, Naji, I can't get my head around it. Can you help me get my head around this? Because all the stats on PFF 
suggest that we should run out big winners? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's the Patrick Mahomes effect, isn't it? Um, he's such a special player, and I think the two games they played in, uh, you know, the divisional round and the championship round, um, it's kind of built some hype for them. So I think, I think you know, the league is very much into what works at the moment. You know, a month ago it was Amar Jackson, and 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 now it's it's Pat Mahomes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's really difficult to look at it because obviously, when I look at stats and I come to conclusion, I think, oh, but I'm a Niners fan, so of course I'm going to think we're going to beat them in this area and this area. Um, but yeah, it's all lopsided, isn't it? I mean, I just I, I just don't really see how how they're going to beat us unless, of course, uh, Pat Mahomes has one of those games where he does whatever he pleases and completes, you know. So many passes for 400 yards or whatever, and we can't stop him, which is what he's done to to the Titans. And and um, I don't, I can't remember who they beat before that. Um, it was the Texans. The Texans. Well, I mean, it. to oh, be yeah, honest, the yeah, Texans yeah, beat yeah. themselves, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, they just. I don't. I don't see either. Um, I look at their schedule. I don't think they've played a defense as good as ours, um, apart from the, maybe the Patriots. Early on, uh, when when the Patriots defense was on top, but the the Patriots don't have the offense we do. Um, I, I, yeah, no, I'm I'm like you. I'm a bit I'm a bit baffled to see such lopsided. But good, good. I mean, people have slept on us the whole season, and every time we've proved them wrong. So let's hope we can do it one more time. Yeah, I think Richard Sherman hit the nail on the head when he turned around and said, "If you've been talking against us all season." continue talking against us don't mm-hmm. change your mind now just stick with what you said you're going to do does this game have echoes of 1984 about it the way that dan marino was built up saying how on earth can the 49ers stop dan marino um well, i was actually watching america's game the other night and it was the 1984 game on there and it was amusing because it had the part on where bill walsh was laid on the locker room floor before the game and I don't know the exact words, but it was along the lines of, oh dear, how, how on earth can we beat this? We, we just, we're never going to stop them. We're just not good enough. He's going to rip us apart. It's going to be embarrassing. We may as well just give them the trophy now and walk away. How on earth are we going to beat this team? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, can't, to be fair, I haven't seen this game, the, that 84 game in a long, long time. That That's the year I was born. So uh, I think that just proved that uh, it's a good omen. Uh, but yeah, it, it does. It does feel like it, doesn't it? It's the, the superstar quarterback, the yeah, you know, current MVP of of the league, Pat Mahomes, and then this little you know Niners team that doesn't look much and has got a great play caller and great parts among them, and a and a good QB and and, and good stuff all around, and a good and a good secondary. So yeah, and it feels like it. It's in Miami as well. Um, you know, clearly we like winning there. We won two out of five uh, in Miami. So let's make it three out of six. Okay, so let's just have a look at some of the the headline stats from PFF. Um, so obviously I I, um, I posted in the group the other day asking how to get some advanced stats. Um, yeah. That's what led me to have a look at Patrick Mahomes, find out where he likes to target, where success rates are, where they aren't, find out where... 
Tyreek Hill has more success, Sammy Watkins, and you can get a good idea of the kind of routes that they're running because of where they're starting off uh, and where they're going and where they're having the success. So that that gives you a, a decent picture of what's going to happen or how the Chiefs actually run their offense. But when you look at PFF and the, the Chiefs are coming into the game as one-point favourites, granted it's only one point, but it's still one-point favourites, PFF have the 49ers ranked as the number one team with, with an overall team rating of 94. Whereas the Kansas City Chiefs are only ranked as 13th with 83.6. And that's based off uh, a lot of different factors, uh, a lot of factors on offence, a lot of factors on defence. They take all those different ratings together to give you your combined team rating. Um, obviously, we've got the more balanced team and more, more balanced offence and defence, which is why we're coming out um, top. Uh, we score highly on both. Maybe it's not as high as the Chiefs on offence, but we definitely score highly on both, which gives us this really good uh, rating as far as PFF is concerned. And it's the kind of rating that um, a lot of the the betting the betting um, shops use, all the different vendors, they, they use these type of ratings to try and work out who's going to win, which surprises us even more that the Chiefs are number one. Sorry, the Chiefs are one-point favourites. So... Let's concentrate first on what everybody thinks is going to be the problem for the 49ers, and that's the Chiefs' offense, and in particular, Patrick Mahomes. How do we stop Patrick Mahomes? Well, we two things, I think. Uh, first thing, uh, as any good quarterback, is you put him under pressure. You throw him off balance and hope you can contain him in a pocket and make him do harder throws, and I think we are extremely well-equipped for that. Uh, two reasons for that as well is, A, we probably got the best defensive line in the league, uh, probably by far, I would imagine, if we're looking at PFFs and, and, and things like that. And we've got somebody with insight. We've, you know, we've acquired D4, then D4 has played against Pat Mahomes week in, week out in, in, in practice for uh, a year or two. So... Um, I think I think that's that's going to be there. The second thing we need to do is just keep him off the field. Um, I think that's what the Titans try to do, you know, run the ball effectively and and just long drives and do not give him the ball. And when he's on the you know when he's on the pitch, free and out or short drives, get him off the field and then get the ball back and just let him sit on the bench over there and enjoy Miami's view. Um, so I think I think that's going to be the two keys. Um, get him off. You know, get him off balance, get get some pressure in his face, and uh, and you know, make sure he doesn't play too much. So what I would say about Patrick Mahomes is he's definitely an absolutely fantastic quarterback. Yeah. People are talking about his ability to to run, to scramble. I can think of several quarterbacks that are all better than him at scrambling, and, and we've played them all: Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson. I think all of those are far better scramblers than what Patrick Mahomes is. And those are the quarterbacks that gave us problems, but that's because they're so quick and agile when they do run. When you watch Patrick Mahomes run, he doesn't run the same as them. He, he can scramble, he, he can go for that first down, but he's nowhere near as quick as those three players. And I think that's the huge difference when people are saying he's a mobile quarterback. Yeah, he's a mobile quarterback but he's not in the same league as them three as far as running is concerned. So I don't particularly see us having an issue with him running 
because he's not as quick as the others, and I still think we're going to get plenty of sacks against them. Now, one of the more interesting stats that came off PFF, so the the read individual parts of the offense, so that you can get a good idea of exactly which part of the offense is, is good, which is lacking a little bit. So mm-hmm. passing alone, the Chiefs are ranked fourth overall. The three yeah. teams above them are the Seahawks, the Saints, and the Vikings. All three teams we've beaten this season and all have a better passer rating than what the Chiefs do. So all of a sudden, I'm looking at these stats and, well, you know, everybody's telling us that the Chiefs, you can't stop their passing attack. Well, there's three teams better than them and we stopped theirs. Although, let's face it, we didn't really stop the Saints. That was just a shootout. We just happened to score more than what they did. But the Seahawks and Vikings, we stopped both of their passing attacks. So why can't we stop the Chiefs? Yeah, absolutely. And we played those teams. We, we weren't even a full strength. You know, we didn't have Deford. We didn't have uh, Tart uh, against against the Seahawks. We didn't have, you know, a, a few pieces here and there. We, you know, Witherspoon was out. Um, we, we're playing this team full strength, all rested. And so even even though they are good, I think I think we, you know, we have a, a better chance to stop them. But yeah, I mean, it, it would be it would be wrong to say that. They're not good in the air. They definitely are. They have a ton of speed. And, you know, Travis Kelsey and, and Harry Kill are definitely special players. Um, but, yeah, we've seen it. We, and and I'm, sure, I'm sure we can defend it. You know, we're, we're the best defense in the league for a reason. Uh, we're just going just gonna to have to show, show on the day, though. That's, that's the thing. We can't, we can't take a play off with that team. Um, because they, they can score really, really, really fast at any time. So, um, so that's I think that's going to be one of the challenge when we're talking about the passing is, even if it's third and eight and they're on their two, two yard line on you know in their own territory, they can easily score a 98 yard touchdown. You haven't seen um, you know you haven't seen coming. So, I think I think that's the only really concern I have is you know uh, if things get out of hand and Pat Mahomes can scramble out and just throw one up in the air, Tyree Kill that's running uh, 120 miles an hour down the sideline. That's that's difficult to, to, to defend against. But but yeah, no, you're right. We've seen it. We we play Russell Wilson twice, Calamari twice, uh, and you know, and we kind of got this guy under control. So so yeah, um, I think we'll be all right. So another interesting start about Patrick Mahomes since he entered the league, every one of his interceptions has been thrown when there's only been four defenders rushing him. That's interesting indeed, yeah. Um, and we're, we're the best, you know, we're the best defense in the league to bring pressure with just four or less people. We don't we don't blitz much, which means, you know, coverage is tight on the back end. Um, so, uh, yeah, I have, I have good faith. And Fred, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlow have been playing better and better in coverage. You know, I've, I've given them a bit of stick for it over the course of the season and they've, they've impressed me in the last two games so uh, not only have yeah. they been playing good in coverage but all three of our linebackers Warner, Greenlaw and Alexander they all rank in the top 15 coverage linebackers in the league oh wow yeah that's impressive um, yeah yeah I think you know we'll just have to send Ford, Bossa Buckner and Amsterdam and hope they can get there and and you know tighten in the back end and if Pat Mahomes dare to to throw Richard Sherman away, I think I think he's going to pay the price. Yeah, hopefully he'll pay the price throwing it to yeah. uh, Richard Sherman. So, 
based off the fact that Mahomes has thrown all, all of his interceptions in his career so far, when there's only been four rushing the rushing the quarterback, never when we've had an extra blitzer going in as a fifth blitzer. Do you think there's a very good chance that we play a lot of cover three with four underneath to neutralise the Chiefs' passing attack? Yeah, it's possible. It's kind of our main coverage anyway. That's that's kind of what we do. Um, maybe we'll do three under, three over um, with a you know with a spy to make sure. I, I can see Alexander being target locked on Pat Mahomes and not letting him go anywhere. Uh, you know, use his speed uh, to to do that, and, and then we can do all sorts of coverage of three three or, or four two kind of kind of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's very much possible. That's kind of what that's kind of what we do anyway. Um, most of the time um so yeah absolutely how much of an influence do you think travis kelsey is going to be on the game um it's hard to say he doesn't usually miss a beat he's always been reliable he's always been there he always has catches and always has a good game so i think he i think that's his you know safety blanket that's where he's going to look when uh when things start breaking down and things start not working the way uh, the way they should, I think that's what Pat Mahomes starts to look because you just throw his way and he'll he'll make a play even though he's maybe double coverage or you know it's not quite open. He'll, he'll make a play. Kelsey is a tremendous tremendous player. So yeah, I expect him to have a somewhat of a decent game, uh, but hopefully we can you know it's all about mitigating as much as possible. You know uh, at this point. Um, I don't think we're going to shut him down. He's he's just too good. They'll they'll find a way. And and you know Andy Reid is a good play caller. They'll I'm sure they'll find a way to to get some chunk out and and make some plays. Um, it's just going to be you know the the way we've been playing. We'll we'll just have to bend, no break, make the short you know the field shorter and and make sure they make a mistake before we do. So what I'm going to find interesting is the actual battle between the Chiefs offensive line and our defensive line and the reason I'm going to find it interesting is that there's been a lot said about uh, the fact that you've got Eric Fisher as a left tackle Austin Wright as his left guard potentially they were going to double double um, cover Nick Bosa to try and deal with that but if they double covered Nick Bosa then you've got DeForest Buckner coming through on the centre DeVernier Tardif I think you call him <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a strange yeah. name, but you've got DeForest Buckner coming on through on him, and, and he's run quite low as a centre, so I'm not sure how good he is. But if he takes the centre, and you can assume that on the right-hand side, the right tackle, Mitchell Swartz is going to take uh, D Ford, that, that's basically leaving Eric Armstead one-on-one with the right guard, and I don't actually have the right guard's name written down here, but the right-hand it, guard, I've got a ranking for him, it's Duvernay Tardif, apparently. Lauren Duvernay Tardif is his name. Right. So that's the <laughs> name I was just given there. Right, so the centre must be somebody else. can't remember who the centre is. Uh, Austin Reiter. I've got his name here on the left chart. I mean, yeah, it's going to be an interesting an interesting battle. I, think, I do think we've got the upper end, though. That, that O-line isn't ranked very high, and our D-line is ranked. Uh Oppositely, very, very high. Um, plus, as I said, we've got D Ford. He knows those guys. I'm pretty sure all those guys are returning from last year, all, all the, the Chiefs O line. So he'll know what to do and the tendencies and 
what what works against certain players. So yeah, yeah. If, if our D line doesn't have a big game, it's gonna it's gonna make it a lot more difficult for everybody. I think. Yeah. So I've just noticed why I didn't. Uh, I had one name missing. <laughs> so the left guard. It's it's a type of name that I hate. Yeah. So. I'm going to make a mess of this. So the left guard is called Wisniewski. Wisniewski, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, Wisniewski. Uh, maybe. Yeah, the but type of name that I hate. So he's the left guard. So If, if he's listening, he can send us a message to, uh, with the proper pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> so you can either see right at the center or Deverne Tardif, the, uh, the right guard. One of them is going to be one-on-one -on -one with either DeForest Buckner or Eric Armstead. And I think that's a huge mismatch on that line. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. And, and we, you know, we, Robert Sardier loves to bring those, uh, those oh, I forgot what they call now, cross, cross blitz, basically, where, yeah. where the DN actually comes inside and, and, and the tackle goes outside. If, if they're not prepared for that, Bosa is going to have a field day. Uh, he's going to spend his day in the backfield for sure. Right, so let's move on to the 49ers offense against the Chiefs defense. So the Chiefs defense, doesn't matter what stats you look at, whether or not it's NFL.com, Football Outsiders, PFF, doesn't matter which stats, they look utterly poor in them all. Now, all I've heard for the past seven days or so from Chiefs fans on Twitter is, well, well we stopped Derrick Henry. If we stop Derrick Henry, we can stop you off running attack. Not realizing that we don't have the same run attack as the Titans. Yeah. We don't have just one person. We've got three running backs that are going to torch them for yards. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, to me, when people are saying, well, how is your offense going to work against us? If we stop your run, you can't pass. The 18th in pass coverage. They've been making a big deal of how good they are in pass coverage. They're ranked 18th. Uh, and when you look at the individual rankings of each different player, they're not very good at all. They've made a big thing about uh, Tyron Matthew being such a great player. Yet, at the moment, this year, he's rated nowhere near as good as Jimmy Ward. Yeah, I mean, you know, Honey Badger is a favourite player of mine and he's that kind of guy that maybe doesn't rank stats. And you know, that's why PFF is good to have an idea, but doesn't actually... You know, tell you the, the whole kind of story. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. definitely. Um, because because he's a he's a difference maker. He, he makes people around him better, and he, he's just a great playmaker. He'll be around the ball no matter what, no matter when. You can be sure that if there's a fumble, if there's a pick, is you know he's he's around there somewhere. You know, making a play or making a block or, or getting in himself. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're improved from last year. That's what killed them last year. Uh, their defense was very, very, very poor last year, and that's why they lost. Uh, you know, in the NFC Championship against against the Patriots because they couldn't stop Tom Brady. But they haven't transformed either. Uh, they're just slightly better. They're, they're average. They the only reason this team is here is because of their offense. Uh, if you know, if if that if their offense was uh, slightly less good, if they lost a couple of players, and I know, I know they lost Pat Mahomes and they still won games with with Matt Moore, but. They, you know, the, their defense isn't cut to handle what we're going to bring them. Yeah, you you stopped Derrick Henry, but this just Derrick Henry is just traditional run, you know, through the tackle outside. 
there's no motions, there's no mis, you know misdirection, mismatch, and people running like most of open. I mean, look what they did to you know to the Packers and to the Vikings. It's just these are good defense. They rank higher than than the Chiefs defense, and we just ran easily for 200 plus yards. So I don't I don't see how they're gonna stop us. Um, to be fair, until I looked at the depth chart, I had no idea who was playing linebacker for them. That just proves how, you know, how not poor but not great they are. I mean, Anthony Hitchens is 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 all right, I guess, uh, but he's not the fastest guy. He's, he's just a good all-round backer, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm asking the question is because everybody's asking how we're going to stop Mahomes, but I think the key of the game is how they're going to stop us. Yeah, because. I don't see even yeah maybe you'll stop the run. Uh, what are you gonna do about George Kittle and Debo Samuel and you know Emmanuel Sanders running uh, down the sideline for touchdowns? You're not equipped to to do both, I, I think. So um, so that, that's where I stand. Yeah, the the only concern I've got with our offense going up against Chiefs defense is over at right tackle Mike McGlinchey. Um, I, I think he's had a decent season. I don't think. He's had a great season, though. He'll be going up against Chris Jones, who has had a good season, and he's in a contract year as well. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Chris Jones is wearing red and gold next season. But he's had a really good season, and I would imagine he's going to go up directly again against Mike McGlinchey. And that's the big concern for me. That That's where I think they'll get penetration, over on that side of the offensive line, going past McGlinchey and I think it's going to be Chris Jones that causes us problems as far as the defence is concerned for the Chiefs. On the opposite side, you've got Frank Clark going up against Joe Staley. Frank Clark and Joe Staley has been going at each other for years when Frank Clark yeah. played for the Seattle Seahawks. So they both know each other and as far as I can remember, Staley had him in his pocket most of the time. Yeah, Frank Clark to me is a bit um, inconsistent, I would say. Um, I think that's why the Seahawks got rid of him. Um, he can he can have great games, but he also can just completely disappear uh, at times. Um, but yeah, you're right. Chris Jones is is definitely their best player uh, on defense. But he's been hurt, and I don't think he's I don't think even now he's fully back 100%. So you know, um, Carl Shanahan is a, is a smart man. If he sees that McGlinchey's struggle. He'll put, you know, Kittle chipping on that side and or Juice, you know, coming off the backfield, yeah. helping out uh, on that way. So if if that's the only reason that they're going to beat us, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure our coaches will you know, pick up on it and, and adjust. Um, apart from that, I, th- I think uh, you know our offensive line is vastly underrated. Um, we're playing with a backup center and he's been absolutely flawless. Uh, since he's walked in and playing playoff football at very very high level, so I have no 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 doubt and no fear that we're gonna you know do what we need to do, and uh, hopefully just have the same kind of game as uh, the previous two that we played. All right, right. So we we've got a 
that's not exactly a question from Rob Wright, although it was a question. It wasn't directed at the podcast as such. He did post in the group, and I think the pair of us both turned on and said, that, that's a really good question, and we'll take that to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind, let's have a go at these. So sure. his first question was, which niner do you see as being a star on offense and defense? Well, I'll start on offense. I think I think Debo is going to have a big game. Um He's coming on and on. I think he's getting more touches, more snaps as the, the season, you know, as the season progressed and in a playoff. He's had just two big games, and he, you know, he, he's lining up out there, and you don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to run a route? Is he going to go on a jet sweep? Is he going to go and block and you know annihilate somebody for for Moster to to run in? So that that's really really difficult when when you're defending against a guy like that. Because um, if it's a guy that just runs routes, you just cover him. That's all you got to do. But I think there's a potential that he could just go on one, and uh, I can see him having a big game through the air and like breaking a, a big, big one for on the ground on one of those uh, weird bootleg or weird, you know, um, reverse or double reverse kind of things, uh, breaking maybe like a 70 yarder for a touchdown, something like that, something they won't see coming. Yeah, uh, because Tyron Matthew. Um, as as good as a player he is, he's he's on a smaller size. I don't think I don't think Debo Samuel will uh, will be stopped um, if that's 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 all he's got to go against. And on the defense, on the defense, I I've, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm torn between between Nick Bosa and, and Fred Warner. Um, I, I I think Bosa will have a big game, but I want uh, Fred Warner to to have a big game. Um, I think I think Bosa is just gonna make peace of Eric Fisher. Um, he's just going to have a field day and, and spend, as I said, uh, spend his day in, in the backfield, um, making, you know, Pat Mahomes run for his life. Um, but what I want, what I really would love is, is for Fred Warner to, you know, come toe-to-toe with Travis Kelsey and, you know, get a pick, get a ton of tackles and make his life a misery and and make him want to go home to Kansas and, and, and <laughs> you know... Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, think about doing something else than playing football. Um, that's what I want. I, I don't know if it's going to happen because I think Kelsey is maybe a touch above. But uh, yeah, that's what I've got. Who have you got? So I've actually gone for Debo Samuel as well for pretty much exactly the same reason as you. So I'll, I'll leave that as that. On defense, though, I've actually gone for Drake Greenlaw. I, I mm. think Drake Greenlaw, I think it's all set up for him to have an absolutely outstanding game. I think he's going to do really well against the the Chiefs' passing attack. And I can see Dre Greenlaw being a major pain in Travis Kelsey's side all game. So, yeah, I hope so. Yes. I hope so. They're, they're a good tandem, aren't they? We, we talked about it uh, when we did the season review. and that these two, There's something in there. There's, it feels like there was a Willis-Bowman connection a little bit. Um, don't want to, you know, don't want to jinx it or get ahead of myself, but there's definitely something between these two, so yeah, let's hope so. I'm I'm just a bit worried about you know uh, experience and something we'll touch on a bit later uh, because it comes it falls into a non-football kind of uh, category. But um, yeah, let's hope so. Um, he's definitely equipped for like, that that player in Seattle. Uh, it took nerves to make it and and good playmaking. So I hope so. So who do you think is going to be the surprise star of the game? 
I think it's George Kittle. Um, we haven't seen him in almost a month. Um, and I've, I haven't seen people talking about it too much. All people have been talking about it recently and rightfully so because we've run, you know, down the throat of two teams consecutively is how good his blocking is. But um, I, I think he's just going to carry on doing what he's doing. But, um, you know, as I said in the past, big players, they make big plays in big games. And I can see him having, you know, a, a touchdown to take the lead or a touchdown to close the game or something something big that changes the momentum of the game. Uh, just to, to remind us, uh, you know, that run in, in the sense wasn't, uh, wasn't you know fluke, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna show up and he's gonna have a big game for sure. Right. So I, I wouldn't have said George Kittle was a surprise star of the game. Yeah, I mean, I know it's just he's gone a little bit under the radar. Yeah. Um, people talk Mahomes. People talk. So you know, running game, but not not so much him. I'm gonna go with somebody who's gone a lot under the radar. So so far under the radar, there's there's a good chance people's going to be listening to this and think, I completely forgot about that guy. <laughs> so I don't know why. I don't know why. It, it, it's just this feeling. I've got a feeling there's something planned. Some I, I don't know if it's a special player or what. I've just got this feeling that Dondé Pettis is going to play a huge part in the Super Bowl. After months in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really, really cool if if this was the the grand master plan of Kyle Shanahan. Um, they just put him on the bench, let everybody forget about him, and then just break him in a big game, and he goes for you know one eighty and three touchdowns or something. That would be amazing. But I, I don't know. I'm not even sure he got any snap. Um, uh, two weeks ago and the week before that. So I don't see it, but I'm hoping it'll be cool. It'll be really cool. Yeah, yeah, certainly will. Okay, so who have you got for your dark horse for the MVP? Um, it's a really difficult one because I've, I've just had a look at, you know, Super Bowl MVPs and it's basically either QBs unless something crazy happened and then it's, um, wide receiver or a wide receiver basically it's never it's very rarely a defensive player but I've gone for Raheem Mostert I think if if we play the game we want to play he's going to have the same game that he had you know against the against the Packers he's going to go for 200 um, I'm expecting Coleman to take a back seat with his with the injury and if the game goes well and he's running crazy I don't I don't see Kyle pulling Mostert out um, he's got the hot hand you know um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Raheem. Okay, so <laughs> I've cheated a little bit. Okay. I've got four. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, the reason I've got four is because I've put four bets on. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hedging my bets, but it's not often I bet. I, I, I tend to stay, I do it on the Grand National, um, and that's pretty much about it as far as bets go. But I thought I'll have a go this year because last year, before the game started, I turned around and saw Julian Edelman at twenty-five to one, and I was trying to put that bet on in in the casino at Newcastle, and I didn't have any phone signal, so I couldn't actually put the bet on. And obviously, he came in and got the MVP, so I was absolutely good at it. Yeah. So I thought, no, I'm I'm not going to let that happen this year. 
So I've actually put four bets on. Um, All right. One of them is, yeah, I suppose you'd class them as one of the favourites. The other three are your traditional long shots, really right. long shots. Uh, and the one that I want to win is the longest of them all. <laughs> so well, let, let's start in order. So the first one I've got down is George Kittle. George Kittle, right. I think I got him at um, 18 to 1. 18 to 1 for MVP, really good odds. So, yeah, I love him. Um, the next one would be Eric Armstead. Uh, no, actually, it wasn't. It was Richard Sherman. He was 80 to 1. 80, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I don't think uh, it's a safety or corner ever be, yes, once. I was just about to say, I think it's once. Because I, I did look, because I didn't want to go with a position that's never ever won it before. <laughs> well, you should, yeah, tight end has never won it, so. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right, tight end has never won it. The third in, one was Eric Armstead. Back, yeah. He was 125 to 1. Wow. And I think you that's. Could see it as well. You could, it's possible. You know, yeah, it's definitely five, possible. You know, and, and that's it. Mind you, the last defensive uh, lineman to win it was Richard Dent back in 1985. So that yeah, is we, a long, long time talk, ago. We talked about it. Uh, Von Miller is no linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> the guy does not play linebacker. He plays edge rusher, which is a defensive line. So it wasn't that long ago Von Miller won it. And the one I want to win came in, in at 150 to 1, and that was Drake Greenlaw. Drake Greenlaw. So I've put four bets on. Do I realistically think any of them's got a chance? I suppose at the back of my mind, I'm thinking because we've got one of the the best defenses that the games have ever seen, it's more than feasible for the MVP to go to a defensive player. Obviously, if we start putting a load of points up, it's definitely going to go to an offensive player. It just happens yeah. every year. I think it's yeah. a little bit unfair that, um, especially if the defense are putting in a performance as well, and especially because we, we've played lights out all season. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully it'll be Drake Greenlaw. So I've got him as my dark horse, but that's only because he's at 150 to 1. And I've got a bet on him. So I, <laughs> I hope he comes in. I mean, you know, he's made some big plays. He, you know, he had the pick in, in Seattle. They could have won the, you know, at home against Seattle. He had the pick uh, uh, in, in overtime. They could have won the game if, if you know, if Chase had uh, put that, that field goal. So, and, and he had a big play in Seattle to stop. You know Hollister, so you could see him. He's got the potential to have, you know, like Malcolm Smith did. When, exactly. When Seahawks won, like just a big game and and one big play that changes the game. It's it's not far fetched. So it was actually Malcolm Smith getting the MVP that put Trey Greenlaw in, in my mind and convinced us at 150 to one. Yeah, stick some money on it. What's yeah, the worst that can happen? Exactly. <laughs> okay, so away from the technical side of of the game, what other influences do you think is going to have a bearing on the game on Sunday? Well, I think it's experience. Um, I think, you know, the reason, and I always come back to the Patriots because they won it so many times in, in previous, uh, previous years, but one of the reasons they've been so successful is because they've been there, done that. Um, I think Super Bowl week and the, the you know the two weeks leading up to it is completely different to what you're used to during the season. And having been there and done it uh, gives you 
a serious edge uh, on on the other team. And in the Chiefs uh, in the Chiefs team, I can't see anybody that's ever been to a Super Bowl except from Terrell Suggs, um, and he's only been there for a couple of months. So I'm I'm not sure um, I'm not sure how you know acquainted he is and how the message he's going to give to everybody is going to go through. But I haven't checked everybody. I'm not sure. What well, wasn't Frank uh, Clark part of the Seahawks team that got beat by uh, the yeah, Patriots? Maybe, maybe. Although he was, he's quite young. I'm, I can't remember if he was on that team. Or so not. I think he spent three years on the Seahawks team before he's spending the last two years on the Chiefs. Mm. So that I think that puts him in. Yeah, that the puts him in the Seahawks-Patriots game, doesn't it? So his, his rookie season would have been... Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, as I said, it's not... You know, there's got to be a, a few players. Uh, maybe Dustin Colquitt, you know, or Harrison Butker might have been to the Super Bowl before. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but, you, you know, it's more about the preparation and how you get ready uh, for the game. These guys are basically like clockwork the whole season. They do... This on Monday, this on Tuesday, this on Wednesday, and Super Bowl week is completely different. We just had Media Day where they all everybody spent the whole day answering to press from all over the world, answering the same question a million times, and you don't you're not quite sure how it affects everybody. Some people it might just gloss over, some people it might really affect them a lot if they can't get their workout and the food right and the rest right and and everything. And I think. On, on our side, we've got a lot of people that have done it. And, and first of all, it's Kyle. Kyle's been been to the Super Bowl. He's gone through this. Um, although it wasn't the greatest experience for him, after all, obviously. Um, but, you know, Richard Sherman has done it. And Jimmy has done it. And he's got touring. Um, you know, he's been, he's been to the Super Bowl. And these are people that are leaders in the dressing room already. Uh, when I look at, you know, the death chart of the, the, the Chiefs, the leaders of that team have never been this far. They've never been on such a big stage. And even the game itself, with the big, you know, the halftime show, which is way longer than any other halftime. What's that going to do to uh, to a team? What's that going to do to to coaches and how they prepare for the for the for the second half? Um, so yeah, I think I think experience is is a big one. I am, and I think it'll show. Um, it's Pat Mahomes' first Super Bowl. We'll see how he handles it. Um, some people are good under pressure, um, and I think Jimmy's proved that he is. And some people just crumble, and uh, we, we've just never seen Pat Mahomes there. I don't think he will, but even just ten percent less might just be enough to for us to edge easily. Yes, I think you hit the nail on the head there when, when you're talking about under pressure being in the Super Bowl. Granted, Jimmy G's been on the uh, the bench in a Super Bowl, but never actually played. But when you look at some of the games where he's put under pressure this season, some high-profile games, and he's had to win the game, he's come through in each one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, adversity is on our side. We Was it six games, five games? We lost and won on the final play. So big games as well against big teams, and all those games mattered. Um, it's not like... We were qualified and we were just playing for nothing. So in terms of nerves and, and stuff, again, it's, they've been there, done that mentality. We've been there and we're ready for it. Um, are the Chiefs? I'm not sure. Uh, you know, they, they scraped by, they, they got the buy just because Miami won in in, uh, in New England. Um, so, 
and you look, you look at the schedule, none of their games, apart from maybe the Titans game during the season where they lost uh, by three points, which was a bit of a nail-biter, uh, it's never been tied. There's never been pressure on them to, to win big. Um, I mean, obviously, the two playoff games uh, were a bit, a bit heavy for them, but it ended up being quite comfortable. So, yeah, I think, I think, so. I think that's one of the things that's going to help us, for sure. All right. Okay then, so on to predictions. The over-under is 54.5 points. And, Ooh, zero points. Yeah, and the Chiefs are one-point favourites. Do you want me to go first? Do you want us to give Brian's prediction first? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Right, he so called it at the beginning of the season, though. So. He did, he did. Yeah. So, Mr. Brian Brasso-Davis... He says it's hard to send 31 18 win. 31 18. That's, that's a pretty good margin. That's his, that, that's his heart. His head right. is saying a 29 28 win and a night of heart palpitations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what are you going for? Well, I, I talked about it. Uh, I don't know if it was on the podcast or if, when we were talking uh, amongst ourselves. Um, I have a feeling that this is going to be a repeat of uh, Broncos-Panthers Super Bowl. I have a feeling we're going to get under Pat Mahomes' skin and we're going to make his life miserable. And then we're just going to score a lot of points. So we've scored 28 points or more in every game. So I'm going to go for 31 to 14. 31-14. So that, that's not far off Brian's 31-18. Yeah. And I only gave them 14 because Pat Mahomes is very good and I think he's better than Cam Newton. So uh, <laughs> that, that's the exact reason why I've gone with the Chiefs score that I have gone with. So I, I don't think it's going to be as close as what everybody thinks it's going to be. Everybody's making a big deal about the fact that uh, Mahomes has never, ever lost by more than one touchdown. Yeah. Well... It's going to be a first time on Sunday because the 49ers are going to run out 38-24 winners. Oh, wow. That's good. Low points. Good game. And the reason I've gone for the 24 is because we obviously gave up... Uh, we've given up points to the Green Bay Packers late in the game. We've given up points to the Seahawks late in the game. Um, Cross the Vikings out. The Vikings were gifted 10 points in that divisional game. But there's a couple of games where we've given up late points and we haven't quite held it on. Um, the Seahawks one, you can turn around and say we were tired. We, we hadn't had a bye week since week four. Mm. The Packers game, to be honest, we probably took our foot off their throat oh, in, yeah. in that yeah. NFC That's Championship game and that allowed them back in. But I think the Chiefs are a completely different prospect. They are good. Well, sorry. I don't think they're that good on offense. I think they've got a really good quarterback. There's no denying it. They've got an excellent quarterback. And I think he'll score them the points. But I still think we're going to run out 14-point winners. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I, I really see the same the same game as we just played, you know, Vikings, Vikings and, and Packers. Funnily enough, they're very, very similar team, the way they built. You know, very good offense and very good defense. Well, the Vikings are a good defense. And then a slightly average defense that can, you know, held by the offense basically and and look what look what we did to them so <laughs> yeah so another interesting start and i looked this up purely because of the last two teams that we've played and i had a look at how both the packers and the vikings 
offensive lines ranked against the Chiefs, and they both got better offensive lines than what the Chiefs have. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. It's just yeah, you, you, the it's very, very similar. It's just you know, slid, so the quarterback might be a bit better, and then the O line is slightly less good, and then you know, Aaron Jones is better than Damien Williams, um, which we haven't talked about, but um, I I can. The similarity between the Packers, Vikings, and the Chiefs is is really, really close to me. So that's why I, I, I see the same kind of game. I think, I think we're gonna take it away from Mahomes and then just run it down their throat and and just. I, I kind of hope so, so I can go to bed and catch a bit of sleep if we if we make it a quick game. <laughs> that would that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Although I probably wouldn't sleep if we win. I guess there's no way I'd be too excited. No, I'm 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 looking forward to see what we all do with Newcastle if we win. Sorry, when we yeah. win because we are going to win. We definitely yeah. Win. That, speaking of that, I think you know there's something I wanted to talk about because before we go is no matter what happens, what a season we had. I am so happy about the, this team and where we've been and where we are now. And you know, it's one game. Anything could happen. We could we could get destroyed. It's absolutely possible. I don't see it, but it's possible. And but whatever happens, um, it's been a great season. I've met a lot of new people. You know, via this podcast and and on the group, the group is thriving. Um, so um, I'll just be thankful for that. No, no matter what, it'll be a shame. Um, we'll be disappointed for a bit. And, but but what a season! Um, it's been a while, and I'm you know really really excited. I just hope you know we can put a cherry on top and get get the sixth trophy and you know go back to the top with the the Steelers and the and the Pats. Yeah, I echo all of that. Um, it'll be a shame, but I can guarantee you my wallet will be over the moon mm-hmm. because yeah. I can guarantee you if we do win, I'll be straight on NFL shop <laughs> buying all sorts. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a problem, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you very much, Naji. Enjoy the game on Sunday night. Um, I hope it doesn't keep you up too long and you do manage to get a couple of hours before flying out on Monday morning. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, uh, not just today, but for the whole the whole podcast, for all the season. It's been amazing. Um, I'm sure we'll do some more uh, after we do a, a review. Um, but, yeah. But thanks. Thanks for listening as well, everybody. It's really nice to have feedback. And, yep. And thank you, Naji. Oh. Okay. So thank you to everyone that listens and takes the time to download the uh, podcast. Please rate us on iTunes as it does help the podcast become more prominent in the lists. Okay. So we are heading up to Super Bowl Sunday. It's going to be a very nervous time for everyone. It's not too late to come up to Newcastle. Just let us know in the group and we'll get something sorted. I'll be handing some final-ish figures over to the Grovesner tomorrow. Um, but we can add anybody all the way up to the day. That's not a problem. We do have the um, the full top floor reserved purely for the 49 affair for the UK. Um, and obviously, in case you've missed it, I did post yesterday to say we've been very fortunate because the fan engagement officer is sending me some stuff to give away um, to thank everybody for their continued support. I have no idea what's in the box, but there's a box (laughs) due to arrive on Thursday, um, and I believe it will make two or three really good uh, 
giveaways. So that will be raffled off free of charge to the people that turn up to the um, the meetup on Sunday. Until the review show, go Niners. Go Niners. Deep in the heart, like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst, stiff far going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget.